the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about? Wall Street investing. Clearly the focus on Mondays, what happened over the weekend on the news shows. What is the economic data that we're looking forward to or really don't want to see? It's pretty good information out there. Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, SP 500 down three today. Dow's down 49. NASDAQ down two. Two years after the Standard Poor's downgraded in America, where are we now? That's one of the big questions out there. Standard Poor's is a rating agency. It was two years ago, roughly today, that S&P 500, or Standard Poor's, it's a rating agency, downgraded the United States credit rating for AAA, AA+. Debt ceiling debate. First time in history any ratings agency dared to go against American debt. It was one of those times where we thought, this great American downgrade is going to hurt us. They must know something we don't know. There was a picture on Time magazine of George Washington on the dollar bill with a black eye. It's interesting to note, SP 500 certainly didn't care. Up 52% since then. Um, roughly on August 2, August 2011, 10-year Treasury was selling at 2.56. Today, it's selling at 2.63. So part of the bond market's lack of reaction was anticipation of action by the Fed. So we never did go bankrupt. We weren't that close. We kind of plotted along with growth before. And since then, we're back to kind of where we were in the bond market and a lot higher in terms of earnings. No one really cares what private mortgage agencies think anymore, private ratings companies. That's the problem. No one really cares about the debt ceiling. That's also part of the problem. 
And then there was confidence. It's hard to even remember the level of fear of a woman in the country back in 2011. There was that financial meltdown that was new on everyone's mind. There was the very real sense that a double dip could happen in real estate. I bring it up because two years ago, some people got out of the markets because of the standard force, up 52% since then. So please, please be cautious falling into any scenario where you, you know, start bet, you know betting on fear or betting on not necessarily fear, but your interpretation. So a lull of information. We had a disappointing employment report on Friday, and yet you know this SP 500 ended up for the week. You keep hearing me tell you that the only economic piece of data that I'm really, really super eyeballing is employment, and it was bad. My story of the back half of the year creating some jobs, slightly improving the economy, um, I'd say I didn't really get that improvement that I wanted to see. You know, I guess the swing factor on that, though, the employment report wasn't strong enough to, you know, make the Fed taper, but... I want them to taper. There was a Fed president from St. Louis, Bullard. He helped nurture the view on Friday with the mission that more data needs to be seen from the economy in the second half of the year before deciding whether to cut back on asset purchases. So again, we kind of get that feeling that we're going to get that chance to transition when the time's shown. The 10-year treasury note roughly at 2.63% today, better than expected data out of China and Europe, specifically China. Markets in Asia and Europe welcomed that news because, again, you know, I hate discounting Latin America or South America. But the markets seem to care about Europe, Asia, and the United States. The United States and Asia are probably the top two big concerns In terms of earnings, they're on track to increase 2.4% since Alcoa kicked off the reporting season way back in early July. The SP 500 is up 4.2%. FactSet, a big data house, informs us that the consensus earnings expectation for the third quarter declined 1.3% during the month of July. So, you know, we look forward on Wall Street. We're looking six months in the future. One of the issues here is, is that we are saying, like, hey, three months from now, U.S. companies have pared back ratings. That's probably so that they can beat them. But we did pair them back from expectations that were laid out last year. Rising stock prices, falling growth earnings expectations, multiple expansion. Didn't destroy the stock market, you know, numerous times over at this point. Let's take a look at the markets. We see stocks subject to early profit-taking. We are going to get a pullback. The market's not going to go up forever. Um, CBS and Time Warner Cable, both public-traded companies, they're a little bit, I'm not going to use the word fracas, but they don't seem to like each other right now. That's interesting to note, in large part because Time Warner Cable has pulled the programming of CBS some people think this can go on all the way until September, as far as analysts go. That would be pretty dramatic if that's the case. And why September? Because football. That's when people are really going to start caring. 
I know you're saying it takes football to motivate people. It kind of does. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Disney, their ABC's betting on Marvel heroes to fuel the new television season. One of the big shows that they have is Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's produced by Josh Whedon. It could draw more young male viewers to a network with female-skewing shows such as Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. ABC scheduled the screening of the first episode for critics, and pretty much so, gotten a lot of you know interest from advertising, advertisers. So, in Shield, it's uh, you know part of that whole Marvel universe. And what's interesting to note about it is you can kind of use the TV to motivate sales for the movies and vice versa. So we see certainly while they're thinking that strategy, again, it's it's more scientific than you think. So other big stories of news out there today, Apple, I saw the previews for jobs. I don't know, every time I say that, I see Ashton Kutcher. Apple's going to be order, able to sell some older versions of its iPhone and iPads because the White House overturned the ITC's ban on the sale of those items. Goldman Sachs and London Metal Exchange are co-defendants in a class action lawsuit involving aluminum storage. JetBlue is going to unveil a new plan today to add premium seats to some of its flights. The seats will be part of suites, and they will convert into beds that lie flat with other amenities as well. You can find me online at robblack.com, YouTube channel, Rob Black Show, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan page, Cron 4 Rob Black. That's K-R-O-N 4 Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll be back on 1220 AM KDOW. Shark Week kicks off, or kicked off last night on Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel, part of a public trade company. Again, we've been talking now Shark Week for a long time. It turns into this easy promotional vehicle that kind of promotes itself because we talk about it. Um, but get excited for Shark Week on the Discovery Channel. Paul Walker is going to be involved. They're going to solve some shark mysteries. You know, where do sharks mate? How do sharks mate? Uh, Did this one shark that killed one person also kill another person? They turned into murder mysteries. Publicly traded, you know, NBC, ABC, CBS. They own so many cable properties. Just so you know, it's the one that I've always been impressed with is Disney and how they uh, continue to market to kids, to adults, to everything in between, to women, to young boys. S&P 500's down three, the Dow's down 49, the Nasdaq down two. Joining me now is CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com, or he can be found at NewFocusFinancial.com. Email comes from Cody. I'm interested in laws in California in regards to palimony. I'm in a great relationship. I've been in it for seven years, but I want to protect myself. I make $90,000 a year, twice as much as my partner. I'm a saver. My name is on the house. Uh, seven years of living together, she has a kid. I put down 55000 on the house. If we split 
We split all costs in half. She's got that, boy, is my savings house 401k union pension at risk if things go south. What do I do to protect my assets? Well, it's a commingling situation. So if you have assets prior to marriage, or a lot of times this has to be done before cohabitation. All right. So let's say that you're going to get engaged and living, live together. Unfortunately, the best idea is to get the prenup prior to right. cohabitation. But even with that said, you should be able to, to separate and keep your own assets separate as long as you don't. So if he had the house before he shacked up with her and it's only in his name, it's going to always be only in his name. Yeah, but where you can run into problems is that if they've used joint income to continue to make the mortgage payments, yep. it taints the property. It's no longer a separate property and it's a community property. So you need to keep very specific records and say, okay, your money that you're paying is going to cable and everything else. My money is paying the mortgage payments. He's basically screwed because he probably hasn't done that. They probably have a joint savings account where they both fund it, is my guess. Right. Well, so let's say you come in and you have a taxable account you've been funding for a long time, yeah. an IRA, and your 401k. So what you need to do is once you get married or go into a cohabitation, is really stop funding that account and fund other accounts. Make sure that that's listed and do your own trust, your own living trust. And in your living trust, you have a schedule of community properties and separate properties. Clearly list that as a separate property and no longer fund it with joint assets. If you get money from inheritance or a gift, that can go into that separate property account to make sure that that doesn't get tainted with community property. Um, But even your 401k, you keep clear records of what the value was before you got married and then, because that all the the value prior to marriage, yeah. that's all yours. Right. But it's going to be funded now with community property assets, which is your salary. So that you have to. Uh, long that's going to be split. Long story short, because he's thinking of it in year seven, probably she is entitled half. Mm-hmm. Um, and most lawyers and most uh, mediators would say just split it in half, because you're not going to be able to back out of this without getting a huge legal bill to end. Well, it's pretty easy. If you do a good job in keeping separate assets separate, it's if good. you do, if yeah. they, again, he's asking at, in fear more so than in planning. Mm-hmm. So my yeah, advice yeah. is if you're going to live with women in the state of California is treat them like a four-year bottle of wine. It goes bad after four years. Don't get to that fifth year of cohabitation. <laughs> never, ever, never. That one female listener you have is now gone. I'm cheesy. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no. That shows women wait, 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 wait. I know. You know I, met that, you know, I met that woman last year who was 29. She right. had lived with a guy for six years. She had maxed out her 401k. She had paid $30,000 of his debt off. Mm-hmm. She was cohabitating. He could have taken her for 50% of her worth, even though he spent everything and saved nothing. Um... She was the breadwinner, yeah. or she was the saver. And in the state of California, he could have gone to court and said, I want some of that. Well, most marriages end. You know, 50% of them end, and then they go do it again. And so if you're now going you to do it again. that one married couple who've been married for 40 years. <laughs> but let's talk about a prenup agreement, too, especially as a business owner. Because what you can clearly spell out in a prenup, for example, or typically if you do it right, um, so I've been told I'm not an attorney, so don't think of this as legal advice. But um, if you're a business owner, you get a certain amount of money from salary and a certain amount from profit distributions. And in the prenup, you might need to spell out that, okay, I, the salary is community property going forward, but the profit distributions aren't. Okay. That's something to think about. If you've been burned and you've already lost half your company in a, in a divorce, right. then you also have to think about protecting that again. Don't, do the, don't make the same mistake. Prenups, postnups, all good things to talk about. And again... Cody, if you're worried, strongly consider sitting down with her in the good times and saying, like, look, I want to protect you. I want to protect me. 
I want to make sure that we plan for, you know, our future financially intelligently. So let's do this now. There's no shame in having the conversation honestly and openly versus waiting until, you know, what's going to come out of the dark. Any last thoughts in the last 30 seconds? Uh, no, I mean, it's something that you probably should educate your kids, too, because, um, you know, basically the age of our audience, a lot of people have kids, and starting to talk to them about these types of finance issues, warning them about knowing the financial views, goals of people that they're starting to date, yep. um, their credit, you know, how they view money, it's, it's really important to talk to your kids about this stuff as well. I tell people in their 20s, marry wisely, wait till you're 30, maybe 35. To get calls in the air, you can always call the show 800-516-1220. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Always an important question. I want to get you to retirement any way that I can. Hopefully, I get you to start investing early and for long periods of time. That's the goal. doesn't always happen that way, though, right? Big story out in soccer news. MLS signed Clint Dempsey. Seattle Sounders is probably the greatest American soccer player we've produced on an international level, who plays a very important role. Um, <clears throat> on the team, other than our, we've always done good with keepers and midfielders, not so much. So SP 500 down two, the Dow down 39, the Nasdaq down three. We're running out of earnings season, so we're running into the economy <clears throat> and data on those levels. So we're shifting a little bit. We've had a great year, SP 500 up roughly 20%. It's time to say, like, what's going to be the next catalyst? The jobs could have been it on Friday, but they weren't. This is Rob Black and your money on 1220 AM, KDOW. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black, Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Service industries in the United States expanded in July at the fastest pace in five months. Signed that the world's biggest economies would improve after slowing in the last three quarters. So that's a nice piece of economic data that we're pleased with. We're not, you know, jumping up and down. It's okay. It's it's nice. Service industries in the rest of the world are also showing signs of stabilization. And again, that part of the 
argument that you make when you decide, do I buy or not into the economy expanding argument as a reason to say the market has room to go higher? Or is this just, meh, meh, okay, right? I know some of you are going to angle it that way. So that's one of the more interesting parts about what I do is a lot of this is left up to interpretation. Like you could say, well, it's growing economy. It's not as fast as it once was growing. And you're right. But you could also say, you know, the market factored that in already. It's discounted in. Uh, to say the U.S., are they the shining star of the world? They're not. Uh, are we better than the snare that most countries are in? Yeah. There's something called upselling that you need to be very cautious of. And again, I appreciate everyone's jobs. I do. I find some people to hurt you when they try to do their job to make themselves um, maybe a little bit more to you know, ice the cake, so to speak. It's called upselling. Steering mortgage applicants into higher cost terms that increase the lender's profits. It was rampant during the housing boom years. Putting borrowers into higher rate mortgages, it still occurs. It kind of works like this. Rather than put borrowers into loans at the lowest rates and fees, for which they're qualified, loan officers persuade them to sign up for more expensive ones. Loan officers who have squeezed more juice or profit out of the applicants get extra pay. So you need to work with something that you trust in the lending world. There was a Bureau for Consumer Financial Protection. They're suing and they're basically saying the Federal Reserve Board banned abusive practices. And they're alleging that, you know, a large mortgage company with 45 branches spread across 22 states paid loan officers more than $4 million in bonuses, bonuses, based on the interest rates of the loans they originated. The higher the interest rates of the loans closed by an officer. Um, yeah, I think that's great. This company in question is Castle & Cook Mortgage. It's one of the reasons I don't like the real estate industry, per se. Um, if you get a realtor, it's in their best interest to put you into as expensive as properties they can pull off. They get commissions on it. Same thing with the mortgage lender. Now, again, it's kind of separate from each other. Realtor, show me a house to buy. Mortgage lender, mortgage bank, give me money to buy said house. I hate that a lot of high school-based people end up in the real estate industry. Not because I have anything against high schoolers. A high school education is a great thing. I highly recommend it. But a house is the most biggest dramatic purchase you make in your life. It certainly feels that way. I mean, I guess some people, maybe it's the career that they start. But with such a big thing... I think there should be some more, you know, certification. I think there should be some more uh, punishment when, you know, you put someone into a house that's 50% of their income and they have no retirement savings and you tell them rob from their retirement savings. There's actually, pro there's actually people out there who will tell you to cash in your IRA, to cash in your pension and buy real estate and put real estate in your IRA. You don't need to. That's one of the most ignorant things that you can do.
real estate's already tax efficient, so why put it into a tax efficient vehicle? So it stinks, but know that when you go in, you're working with people in the real estate world that may not have your best interests, and you need to do some work on your own. You could really only service somewhere between 28 and 40% of your income should be servicing your mortgage. I prefer the 28% so that you don't get yourself in trouble. I just don't like seeing people get in trouble. So a honeymooner was on Venice Beach on the boardwalk last week on Monday. Um, I'm sorry, last week. When a transient basically got onto a car and plowed into the boardwalk. Um, 6 p.m., one person was killed. That person was on a honeymoon from Italy. If that doesn't show you how random the world can be, it's crazy. And that's one of the reasons why, again, you get insurance. She was robbed of her life while living her dream to visit California with her husband. Um, people had broken legs. People were stumbling around. Some people would be left crippled and not be able to work. Because some crazy person gets in a car and goes 40 miles per hour along the boardwalk. Um, that's, I'm not going to say it's sad. It's tragic, right? I bring it up again because you want disability insurance, you want life insurance, term life insurance, disability insurance are two of the most important insurance you can get. Term because it ensures your job income for the next 20 years will go to your loved ones and family. Disability insurance because it ensures that the fact that you can't work, that you still pull in enough income to live without having to go into poverty. To me, the more important is disability insurance than life insurance. I pretty much so know that I'm going to live 75, if statistics there, maybe maybe less, maybe more. But I'm not likely to kick over dead tonight, much to some people's chagrin out there. I know some of you are pulling for me to die. Um, I don't know. Teach calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Gas prices are nearing kind of a danger zone. We've seen them this high before. Not just once. Not just twice. Three times. But we're in that record area again. So nationwide gas at 385. Nationwide the high was $4.11. Again, if you live in the Bay Area, you're well, well past that. But gas prices had a big sharp run last month, and that's eventually going to hit the pump. Takes a big bite out of my paycheck. Every time I fill up, it's 100 bucks or whatever it is, right? I mean, man, I'd rather spend that money on two really good meals or whoa, right? So if we get a little bit of a pop here, it could hurt our economy because, again, we'd rather spend money on you fill in the blank than put it into our gas tank where it evaporates and disappears. 
consumer discretionary sector. It's been a key market leader this year. You know, gasoline has an impact on retail sales, and retail is dominated by consumer discretionary. I don't think I'm saying anything crazy. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. A-Rod. He stands to lose a lot of money. Could be more. His suspension could be announced today. Um, what do I need to throw out about that? Representatives Alex Rodriguez, read Alex Rodriguez. Wow, I got Monday mouth, huh? Appearing on ESPN's Sports Center Saturday morning, Smith reported that Arod's camp reached out to him about Adam Elite stated that they were not negotiating with ES with Major League Baseball. Stephen Smith and New York Yankees and Alex Rodriguez and ESPN. Um, if they just get rid of him this year or next year, you know, it would save the club an additional 10 to $20 million each year for the next several years, in large part because of the salary cap luxury tax threshold. It's a lot of money. And clearly his skills have declined or have been eliminated due to lack of performance-enhancing drugs or whatever changed in his world. <clears throat> It seems to me that if you were ever, if I were ever caught using drugs, doesn't it seem like I would lose my contract if you're in a, like, how is that not written into his contract? I know, there's stuff that I probably don't know. Uh, do you get your calls in there? It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can always email me, rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, other stories that we're pursuing out there, Facebook is starting to draw some heat because of their video ads that will be coming out. Drop me an email at rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com, and we'll talk money, finances, and more when we come back. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Pretty bumpy show this morning on my end. Sometimes those weekends kind of don't relax you. I do a television show that you'll be able to watch today. Every Monday at 11 a.m., I'm kind of ramping it up to hopefully get it to go two to four days a week. Not really sure where it goes, but you can watch today at 11 a.m. on Channel 4, Cron, tell a friend. So the stock market last week shrugged off a disappointing employment report. That's disappointing. There's no doubt about it. Because we've been putting a lot of faith in this market. Now, we are starting to get data out of Europe and out of China that basically says your faith is going to be rewarded because we're coming back slowly. 
Some people say that China never even really slowed down, but China's economy is kind of nefarious. It's tricky because it's not as open and opaque as it could be. But again, is ours? There's news out this week that uh, the FBI can listen to phone calls and record them if you have a Google phone pretty easily, right? They can do the same thing via your laptop computer if it has a microphone. And no one seems to care. It's when no one seems to care that I start having some problems. And what I mean by that is, ah, the market keeps going up. We're good with it. No one seems to care. Um, let's take a look at what's working today and what's not working today. Stocks are subject to a little bit of profit-taking. It's not horrific. We can deal with it. Gasoline prices are a little bit tricky. We've had an amazing up year so far for the stock market. Today we're down slightly. SP 500 down two. Dow down 39. The Nasdaq down three. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.65. Oil at 105 dollars a barrel. Almost 106 is a bit of a problem. Two years ago, Standard and Poor's downgraded America's debt. And a lot of people are like, this is the beginning of the end. Uh, buy gold coins. And the market's up 50% since then. Um, get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Uh, Facebook has hired a new ad person because their ads last year were just kooky and weird. So, someone who came in and fixed Pepsi's brand, trying to do the same thing now for Facebook. A couple things that you need to know. Um, South Korea is unhappy that the Obama administration overturned a ban on the import and sale of some older iPhones and iPads. When you look at global news, we rarely do. I've always enjoyed watching how the news is reported in foreign markets when I visit foreign markets about the United States. So the Obama administration has overturned a ruling. Other big stories of note today, the services sector in the United States climbed. That's nice. People are starting to look at the Dow 16,000 or 15,000. Which one is it going to go towards? Discount carrier JetBlue has gone up market. They're going to start selling some premium seats on their plane that can turn into beds. I myself am not the biggest fan of lying flat on a plane. Some of the sections on the plane will be walled off with sliding doors. They'll call them suites. Passengers opting for premium seats will receive hot meals and free alcoholic drinks. The new seats will become available next spring on flights to Los Angeles and San Francisco from New York. This is the two busiest and most lucrative routes in the United States. The move up market is a departure from the airline that was, you know, cheap chic. So it's a pretty big change for them culturally. Competitors usually charge about $4,000 on a round-trip ticket for business class cabins. <clears throat> you know, those are heavily used by wealthy jet setters in the banking, entertainment, and tech industries. So 
JetBlue's lowest coach fare on the two routes currently is about $665-$700 round trip. Flights have gotten more expensive recently, haven't they? So JetBlue wants to try to draw in the small business owner. That, to me, I don't know. I've done okay in my life, but I ain't paying $4,000 for a round-trip ticket just so I can sit in an office. I understand some people would. I get why something like Mark Zuckerberg would. Absolutely. Um, and I get some of the other reasons why you may want to. So right now we got the SP500 down 2, NASDAQ down 3, the Dow down 39. Michael Dell is closing in on his $25 billion deal of taking his company private. Time Warner CBS blackout may last until September, some analysts are thinking. This is something you should care about, but again, we're apathetic as a nation. Until NFL games come on CBS, it could drag on. Millions of Time Warner cable subscribers from New York, L.A., and Dallas could be without CBS programming for several weeks. The blackout that began on Friday has affected about 3.5 million customers, including golf fans who missed Tiger Woods' victory. But, again, how much does CBS demand from Time Warner to run their programming? Um, fall lineup officially starts September 18th on CBS with the debut of Survivor. Other primetime shows on CBS will be on around then. DirecTV is always in this combat as well. How much do they have to collect? How much can they pass on to you? How much do they have to pay? How can they keep it profitable? You can follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Facebook fan page, Rob Black. Channel 4 Cron. Take a break here. You're with Rob Black, your money. AM 1220, KDOW. Have you heard the news? Silver is on sale. For the first time in decades, silver is trading below its production. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I always love stories like man arrested for calling 911 after McDonald's mixed up his order. If that doesn't tell you enough about what's wrong with America, I don't know what does. Do we really think that we as a society should give all 18-year-olds the right to vote? Should that guy have the right to vote? 
Should that man have the right to receive Social Security? I guess so. He works, right? But a Georgia man called 911 after McDonald's mixed up his order. Lorenzo Riggins ordered seven McDoubles, one McChicken, and one order of fries, but got six McDoubles instead. The employee got attitude when he decided uh, to criticize him, and he called the police to report the error. Things didn't turn out as planned as you would imagine. He was arrested for misusing 911. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. He said, I would like to say, check your food before you leave. Always be careful when you go buy food anywhere you go, was his statement. That's insane. Again, I don't know if I have the direct reason why that's a business story, but I think it is. I think, it again, it shows you that some people shouldn't have opinions. And yet we are a nation that has, everyone has an opinion. Even the guy who calls 911 when McDonald's messes up his order. I don't know. I guess I'm stretching a little bit on that one. But I, I don't think that I am. But it's just not coming across as obvious. So, um, other things to note. The SP 500 is down one. The Dow is down third stop. NASDAQ's up, too. Some people would say that Wall Street is kind of disconnected. And I understand that. Facebook shares hit a new 52-week high. Um, Standard Poor's downgrade of America two years later. SP 500's up 50-plus percent. U.S. Airways and American gained European Union approval for an $11 billion merger. They're going to surrender some slots at Heathrow and Philadelphia airports. Carriers offered the concession. They also committed to facilitate the entry of a new competitor to allay concerns by the European Commission over combined companies' monopoly of the route. Now, again, the decision is conditional upon the release of one daily slot out of Heathrow and other commitments. I think the Obama administration has been very, very business-friendly on big business. Not so much on small business. So I am concerned because at some point in time I want to go to Europe and it's getting more and more and more and more expensive to fly. As if, as if perfect timing is the name of the game, a shark attack attacked a person in Maui, sending, sending a snorkeler to the hospital. And yes, it is Shark Week on Discovery Channel. The attack happened. Um, the person said she was about 30 feet from shore. It happened so fast she didn't see it coming. The doctor in the ER says, according to the bites, where it probably was, it was probably a 25-foot shark. Could you imagine being bitten by a 25-foot shark? Now, keep in mind, Shark Week plays into our fear of jaws and sharks and beaches and fear. And yet more people per year die of a coconut falling on their head than die from a shark bite. So should we fear should we have coconut week? On Shark Week, they sell the drama so much like they're they're gonna investigate could this shark have been the one that killed someone three years ago? We're going undercover to investigate. I know, I know that's ludicrous, right? 
This shark jumped 10 feet out of the water to eat a seal. This shark jumped 20 feet out of the water to eat a seal. I'm pulling for the seal. It's discovery part of a publicly traded company. Hey, speaking of terror threats, 19 U.S. embassies and consulates, predominantly in Muslim countries, are going to remain closed through the week. State Department staying on guard for potential terrorist attacks. That's got to stink. So out of abundance of caution, they've decided to extend the closure of several embassies. So we are going to get more terrorism in our life. It will cause the stock market to sell down. It will be a potential buying opportunity for long-term patient investors. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We talk about some of the top stories of the day. Stocks are hitting a little bit of profit-taking after last Friday's employment report wasn't that good. Now, this morning, we got a rebound in the services index, and that's positive. Apple's higher after the ITC ban on certain devices made by the company was overturned. Healthcare stocks, financials, technology, and telecom doing well, weaknessing in energy and industrials. Gasoline prices are squeezing higher towards a higher uh, record nationwide. We're not quite there yet. And again, why do I care? You only care about yourself, and we're paying more than the nation. But you care in large part because if everyone's spending a little bit more money on gas, they're spending a little less at Walmart. They're spending a little less at Apple. They're spending a little less somewhere on vacation tipping the waitress. That waitress is spending a little less on something. And gasoline doesn't really have that feel like it's a good investment. It feels more like a tax to Americans. It, like, disappears. You know, if we're spending money on food and it goes in our tummy, we're like, yum. But gas, we're just like, oh, I went to work today. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about. Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, Pepsi once had a brand image, right? And Facebook's brand is their TV commercial is just a train wreck. Some conditions in Amazon's warehouses over in Germany, over pay rates, could that tarnish their image? Amazon is such a big employer, it's got an almost 100,000 workers. The way they treat their workers has become a big issue. So life inside America's Amazon warehouses, uh, very cold conditions. Lunch breaks disappear because Amazon's warehouses are so big it takes several minutes to walk to and from workstations. So Amazon's famous for hiring temporary employees and letting them go right before they become permanent. One Amazon employee referred to it as working in prison. I felt like I was asking anyone sitting by me or standing in line next to me, so what are you in for? So they may have an image problem down the road. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. It's Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Market Minute.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. The U.S. service sector growth in July jumped. New orders surged. That's not the sexiest story, I know. But with that said, it's a good one. Our economy is dominated by services. Services or manufacturing. Services or manufacturing. Manufacturing, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Not a great career. Guy typically pulling a, a lever and something comes down and stamps metal. Services, much better paying careers. Not, not all of them. The jobs report that we got on uh, Friday, the jobs that we created, the top three sectors of jobs are the top three lowest paying sectors of services in our economy. Things like waitresses, waiters and waitresses. I say waitresses. I guess I am kind of sexist. SP 500 is down one. The Dow is down 37. The NASDAQ is up two. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, I get a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls on the confusion that is mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, no-load funds, ETFs, A shares, B shares, C shares. Let's demystify a little bit. What do we need to know? Well, it's gotten harder because this fee-based financial planning has come into play, and that's where what most people want to end up with because of the fiduciary aspect of it. Knowing what you're paying for is important. So when people have A, B, C, there's even Z share mutual funds out there. What's a Z share? These C and Z shares are kind of like these quasi fee based programs. So when when advisors want to be fee based, but they can't do it because of the current company that they work with, or they don't have the right licensing or whatever, they might use C share or Z share funds, which they look like they're no load because you don't pay anything to get into them, but their internal fees are often higher. Um, and they often have kickback issues um, to the firms that you work with. So, you know, if you have an A share, a B share, a C share, or a Z share mutual fund, you're not in a no-load fund. You're in a loaded fund environment. A shares, you pay large sales charges up front in exchange for lower ongoing fees. So if you're investing less than 100000 a lot of times the, the front end loads on an A share, 5.75%. You've got to get well more than that just to break even. Um, in a B-share mutual fund, you don't pay anything going in, but your your money's often tied up right. for five to six years, and your fees are higher for five to six years, and then they eventually the fee structure drops down. So, um, again, it's usually you end up paying more in a B-share, so I don't really like them. Okay. C-shares, they're even higher than a B-share in many cases, but the fees never drop, and they just pay the broker 1% every year. Um and the problem with those ABC share and Z share funds is is you're tied to the fund family. Right. So if you want to go from a large cap growth to a large cap value, you can only do it inside that fund family. You can't go outside of it without getting tied up again or paying another commission. So it's just not the right way to go. You want to be in the no-load fund environment or ETF environment that's out there. So typically I tell people you don't want to be in American funds. That's a fund family. You'd rather buy your funds at Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade where they're such big volume houses, their fees are lower than anywhere else. Is that a statement that is wise or, or am I? Typically, like when it comes to American funds, though, that's a, it's been a pretty successful fund company. Um, right. And they actually now have a share class for fee-based advisors called F-shares. So you might see an F-share fund pick. Um, I've used a fund in the past. I don't own any right now. But, yeah, I mean, you can go, if you, if you want to know what is truly a no-load, you can look at, um, say, a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab's website and see what the no-transaction, no-load funds are okay. that are there. 
and you can see that they have no uh, front-end sales charge and no deferred sales charge. That way you know you're in a no-load fund. But look, Rob, I mean, what most people should be doing for their first hundred to 250000 is just looking at total stock market index funds. And the no-load like five thousand. Um, Wilshire 5000 is the whole market, right? but just um, there's like Vanguard has the Vipers, that's total stock market funds on both the international and domestic side, um, the no-load fund side, and, and you can go in and, and get ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, which are mutual funds that trade like stocks. Right. So you can look at the indexes. The internal fees are only about 0.08% per year. Extremely, extremely low cost. And there's a whole, you know, like a TD Ameritrade, for example, there's 100 different ETFs you can buy without even a trading cost. So getting, being able to invest in those types of funds is getting cheaper and cheaper. Which is great because that's one of the hindrances to performance mm-hmm. is uh, making mistakes absolutely will hinder your performance. But cost will hinder your performance. So you can eliminate one of the variables that will hurt you and try to go with as low fees as possible as far as the transactions and the funds that you're choosing. Right, and that's why I say that, you know, indexing, I like both index and managed funds and individual stocks, but the way I tell people to start out is start off with the index approach because it's the lowest cost, the lowest tax issues that, that you're going to deal with. And especially when you're investing mostly in equities when you're younger and you don't need the bonds. As people get older, though, we worry about downside protection as much as upside potential. Right. So you can't just be in index funds, in my opinion, when you retire. With that said, you work for New Focus Financial, and people can find you at newfocusfinancial.com. We've got about a minute left in conversation time. Is there anything else that we need to know about? Well, I guess where you look for the different types of funds, um, where I use my index funds and my index ETFs are for my large cap and my mid cap areas. Yeah. But if I'm going international emerging markets, I typically like to really do dig in, do the research, and find managed mutual funds. So, for example, you look at Japanese stock market right now, and it's drastically underperformed the U.S. stock market. They have debt issues. They have an aging population. But there's specific companies in, in Japan that are doing very well. So you don't want just necessarily an index fund there. You'd want a, a, manage, a manager with boots on the ground in that country. They know the currency issues. Um, same thing with China, Indonesia, uh, you know, all the different places where emerging markets are, where, you know, two-thirds of the economic growth probably over the next two, two decades is going to come from. Well, that about clears everything up in my mind. I'm not sure about in everyone's mind. <laughs> A shares, B shares, C shares, which one should we choose? I think we hit it all there. I'm Rob Black. That's Chad Burton. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Low-wage jobs with a big bias on Friday inside the labor report from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. U.S. economy advanced at an annualized rate of 1.7% in the second quarter. Anytime the year-over-year pace has fallen this low, the economy has entered into recession with three quarters. Low wages and incomes will probably continue to stymie household spending, business investment, and impede the recovery. So economic data last week, not good. Um, it's only a lowly 1.4% over last year, so we seem to be stalling out a bit. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Again, there's both sides of the coin here, our two hands. On one hand, the economy is adding jobs. On the other hand, they're very low-paying jobs. On the other hand, it is expanding, and it's expected to add more jobs later in the year. On the other hand, it does really, really feel that Americans are being torn from the haves and the have-nots. 
You can find me online at robblack.com, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan page, Cron 4 Rob Black. Follow me on Twitter. Also, watch my television show this morning at 11 a.m. on Channel 4 Cron. It's Rob Black in your money. Submit a question, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I just saw a headline that James Dolan says, one day we won't offer television as a product anymore. Cablevision is a cable TV company. You kind of get where this is going, I think. You're seeing a big battle between Time Warner and CBS about Paying for programming, and then Cablevision says one day our company won't even sell television channels anymore. We're going to focus on broadband. Now, I bring this up because all these stories kind of start to tie together. I pay for cable television on two rooms or two sets. I know some people will pay for it on five. I've dropped programming from one of them, and I've put in a Roku, and I just use it for my Netflix and my Hulu and apps that are out there. Because Cablevision's right. One day, cable companies are going to stop doing programming. Companies like Comcast are scrambling to get live sports because that's probably the only keeper of cable content. Now, let's go back in time a little bit and start thinking about this. The history of television. The earliest proposal was in 1908. It postulated the use of cathode rays. The first practical demonstration television, where we electromechanically uh, scanned and transmitted and reproduced the image, um, 1908. Now, it can go further back to 1873, with a scanning disc um, that was brought on by, I believe, a German. I don't remember my history terribly well there. But patents started, like, popping up in 1884. So I go back to the very first television my family had. And it was a big old, like, refrigerator. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, the size, it wasn't as tall as a refrigerator, but it was... Certainly as wide and deep as a refrigerator. Now, again, you're saying, where is this going, Rob? 
Well, in the 1920s, the Federal Radio Commission was out there, and then the Television Commission, the FCC, starts you know developing standards in the 40s. Um, I guess where I'm going at with this is the concept of television sets are radically changing. If you talk to someone in their 20s today, they may not have a television anymore. They may just watch television on their notebook or soon to be on their phones. There's a company right now that will buy you an antenna and beam television to your phone, and that's getting around the CBSs and ABCs locally for now until there's lawsuits that are going to become, you know, every which way possible. In the 1960s, television sets used exclusively vacuum tube electronics, and you may have remembered turning on the television and going, Vroom. it made this crazy sound. But in the 70s, solid-state electronics appeared, and they displaced those vacuum tubes and color TVs. Again, my family, we didn't have, I don't remember a black-and-white TV in my life. I'm not that old. We had a black-and-white in the kitchen. I remember that. The FCC began requiring UHF tuners in the mid-60s. Electronic tuners began appearing in high-end televisions in the 70s. In the 80s, you know, most of the technology was tied towards uh, combing filters and getting better resolution. You know, we got little battery-powered televisions in the 80s, so we made them smaller. Then LCD and what have you. Broadcast television ended analog signals in 2009 in favor of digital terrestrial television. I've never looked at a TV yet without cable or satellite, just using the tuner. That's kind of an odd thing to say. It's been four or five years now that I could. I haven't looked at the screen, but okay, okay, well, I'm getting at it. Okay, Cablevision CEO says we're going to stop doing television. We're just going to focus on cable modems. So at some point in time, Cablevision is going to probably merge with another cable player. CBS is mad at Time Warner, and Time Warner is mad at CBS. And people like me have dropped cable programming, but I've replaced it with the apps. That's the future. So Netflix has gotten it. They've, they've loud and clearly told us, get an app on your phone, we'll send you programming. Get an app on your television, we'll send you programming wirelessly through your broadband connection. I find that intriguing, and I think it goes more and more and more. And there's some people, the idea, do you remember as a kid, you had to get up from your seat and turn the channel. Now you're like, where's that damn remote control? Where'd I put it? Where'd the kids put it? And you're like tearing up couch cushions because the concept of going and turning the channel, you'd rather die. You'd rather not watch TV. The dawn of the remote control. With my Roku, I can control it with my phone. Um, Roku's doing some good things. I don't know if they'll get acquired because, you know, Google Chromecast last week announced a little plug into your TV and your HDMI port, and you can stream anything from the Internet. If you go to YouTube, YouTube's got some really rich and deep product. It's a matter of time before the Googles become a channel or they create content. Amazon's creating content. Netflix is creating original content. Hulu's talking about creating original content. So do I predict a day when I don't go to Channel 7 News or Channel 4 Cron? Cron's got a pretty good app. If you go to your app store, 
you can download their app. Um, and I see the same thing happening with the radio. You know, here I am on a, a, a very tight 10,000 watt signal. It's very, very limited, but I've got a fan in Georgia who's a cop who just com- completed his, or he's, he's doing a CFP licensing. I think that's pretty neat. And when I say neat, you know, I've got fans in Russia, I've got fans in Japan, I've got fans in India. Now, probably most of them are, you know, people that visited here or lived here and moved on, but they stream it. The whole iHeartRadio thing is a threat. Satellite radio is a threat. Now, satellite radio's problem is it's very, very narrow casting, whereas Google Chrome, the Chromecast, anything on the web can be on your TV. With satellite, you're limited because it's a one-way signal to you. They've done their best, but, you know, satellite will eventually become an app, and people will look at less as, you know, cars are being built with 4G. So companies like... Um, Sirius XM, they could now say instead of putting satellite equipment in your car, we'll just put an app in your car and your 4G carrier, which Verizon and AT&T will more than happily charge you to have a connected data relationship into your car. So it's coming. Things are changing. The whole hard set dial that you can only listen to the show on 1220, that's over. But now it has to be built into integrate it into other aspects of our life. Uh, and well, so I'm with the cable vision CEO on this one. And it's frustrating because you see both sides where like you want CBS to get all the money that they can get, but you also want not to pay all the money in the world to get your content. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Know that there's going to be radical changes down the road. Um, other big stories of note today, JetBlue's unveiling a plan to add premium seats. IAC Interactive has sold Newsweek to digital media company IBT for an undisclosed price. Who wants to be in that business? Facebook's trading above its IPO. It's kind of nice to see. Apple, able to sell some older versions of its iPhone and iPad after the White House overturned the International Trade Commission's ban on the sale of those items. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers, see how we're doing for today. S&P 500 down 2, Dow's down 50, NASDAQ's down 1. CBS versus Time Warner, a win for cord cutting. That's the best way of saying it. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. Tiger had a very nice moment with his son after he won the Bridgestone this weekend. His son came over and hugged him. I think it was scripted. His son was decked out in Nike gear. Phil Mickelson, you see his wife and his daughters hanging all over him every time he wins something. You never see Tiger do that, but he's he's trying to rechange his image back to family man. He walks openly now with his girlfriend, Vaughn. And that's important to note because if you invest in Nike, he's pretty big too, as is LeBron James. I think there was a lot of disdain for the way he played the game in the past, of incredibly private and mechanical. But part of his rehabilitation of his image is to get his kid out there hugging him. I get what he did. And Nike damn sure appreciates seeing his kid decked out in Nike gear. 
You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Twitter me, Rob Black Show. Get that app from your Play Store or iTunes. It's a Cron 4 News app, and you can watch what I do in television. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. We live in a big, huge nation. We've got certain rights, our Bill of Rights, which is an awesome piece of literature. It defines the United States as unique from any other country in the world. Most Americans can't name the rights that we have. Most foreigners can. With that said, we also live in a world where it's intriguingly stupid. Man calls 911 after McDonald's gets his order wrong. He goes to jail. Adam Sandler's grown ups too. It does well in the movie theaters. It's earned $137 million. Spickable Me has become Universal's most profitable movie ever. The movie's pulled in $713 million. The Conjuring for Warner Brothers, big company, Time Warner. You've probably heard of them. $20 million film to make has pulled in $137 million. Pacific Rim was... Not terribly well received. It's earned over $200 million. But I throw out these numbers because you see how much things cost to make versus how much they make. I will always invest in a horror movie if you've ever approached me because they're cheap to make. You could use good-looking teenagers. And they make a lot of money because you have a built-in audience of teenagers who want to get scared. Now, I won't necessarily invest in super big robots fighting each other because it's a big investment. And the returns are meh, about the same as far as a blockbuster goes, you know, versus the upside potential. No, no. See, I'm investing the upside potential of horror stock, of, of horror movies if they were stocks. I need you to do the same thing. Facebook's only got 5,000 employees. Amazon's got 100,000. Amazon's got much tighter margins in the end, they have a real physical world, whereas Facebook doesn't necessarily have a real physical world as much as they do on some levels of lost storage. But the upside potential, and again, I don't look at stock prices and say upside potential. I look at market cap and say yes or no. Is it bloated or not? Anyhow, this is sometimes not the most friendly of conversations, right? Sometimes it just doesn't translate terribly well. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anytime you ever want to talk, we can talk. Some, um, I think the story that I, I again, continue want to add is the jobs that we are creating in America stink. And we are quickly hurting ourselves. 
I brought up a concept last week of companies like Google complaining that there's not enough engineers in the country. Google's eventually going to set up a university because they got that kind of money. Same thing with Facebook, same thing with Apple. And the definition of college might change. Sergi Brand from Google paid $330,000 for the first lab-grown burger. Now, you'd probably say that's a pretty expensive burger. The taste isn't all that good. But why did he do that? Professor Mark Post at Maastricht University, you know, helped create this. When you see how cows are treated, created, it's horrific. I'm not really comfortable with eating red meat, and yet I eat red meat. I'm not that comfortable with how cows get killed or the whole life of the cow. So test two burger could solve the world's hunger problem. It's science fiction. That's real. I think it's going to be a good thing in the long term. Cows are part of the global climate change with the methane gas. And the food shortage in the world is sad. Some areas are abundant with food. Some areas have no food. So, again, cultured beef could do a lot of pretty cool things. So the headline is, Google's Sergey Brin pays $330,000 for a burger. Like, idiot. Other stories of note out there. Samsung's next Galaxy phone is coming September 4th. We don't know if it's the phone or if it's the phablet. Pinterest is getting even more e-commerce friendly, where you can, pin, you can go to Pinterest and pin something like, I really like that hoodie. And if your email is there, the company, Pinterest, can now go to advertisers and say, hey, anyone sell a hoodie for less? We'll send it in an email, let them know. So things are evolving. Each calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We have the S&P 500 down two. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 50. We've got the NASDAQ down three. Um, I saw a headline that I, I liked this weekend. It basically said, 401k not perfect, but best we have. The average person out there should be maxing out their 401k, their 403b, their 457. The average person out there gets, by doing a 401k, you get to deduct $17,500 from your income taxable from the federal government. That's a pretty big perk. Again, I know some of you don't pay federal taxes, but it's a pretty good perk for someone like me if I could lower my tax bracket. Um, woman in Maui got bit by a shark. Shark Week on Discovery Channel. Shark Week now is getting something that I've known for many, many, many years. It's good branding. Oh, no, we don't need that. No, 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 we don't need the shark music. Again, more people die from coconut attacks, coconuts falling on your head, than actually die from shark attacks. There's been less than 50 fatal shark attacks in the United States in 500 years. Just so people know the score, it's not all that common. You can find me online at 800, or you can find me online at robblack.com, Facebook group page, I hate Rob Black, YouTube, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in 22 hours. Don't forget to watch me on Channel 4 Cron today at 11. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.